from State Street in the heart of Chicago. You are listening to the new home of the Chicago Bears, ESPN Chicago. And this is Waddle and Sylvie, WMVP, WSHE, HD2 Chicago, a good karma brand's radio station. All right, before we uh, play some of this uh, interesting stuff, from a, a couple of different reporters on Justin Fields and going into the combine. Uh, Meller, what'd you spot? You are uh, days behind, my friend. Uh, this has been an ongoing story for the last week or so mm-hmm. since uh, Fanatics took over and unveiled their new uniforms for Major League Baseball, which apparently are paper-thin see-through. That's what. That's the look they were going for. The chic runway look for Major League Baseball, which is going to be, I guess, the new it thing in 2024. No, I know that. No. I'm talking about. Oh, did you did you spot anything? Did, I mean, like you. I know you. I know as you were walking around the radio station, you were doing your thing. Uh, you had to look up at the TV, and you had to be looking at a Christopher Morrell. You had to be looking at. Uh, a Nikki Lopez. You you were looking at people, and you you were you were looking to see what you could spot. Did this you is, spot this, anything? This is where you are so wrong. I am absolutely a team player. Baseball is better listened to on the radio, Sylvie. Oh sure, yes. yeah, yeah. You're <laughs> and, a dong detective. Who are you kidding? It has never been a better place to listen to a baseball, right, Dion? Is because you <laughs> don't know true. what. In fact. You may not want to let your children watch baseball this year. You may just let them listen to the White Sox on ESPN 1000 because you might get an X-rated version of baseball. You might, you know what? Like you may get balls in your face and you don't even know why. <laughs> so first of all, I did not know that you were such a detective for this. Oh, he is like I've a... known you for a long time and I had no idea that you had this ability to spot them. I don't know if I um, have an ability to spot them. I think they just come <laughs> they come across your timeline now in droves. You can't they even do. help it. Point the they came across mine today. See? What? See? It did. It came across mine today, and I was sorely disturbed. Dion, and I know I know like you blush at like the smallest thing. I do. That you I don't do. swear. Like he No, is... no. Now let me let me defend myself Peggy, because Peggy yesterday said, I yes. heard you yes, heard this. So I do sometimes say bad words. I do. Like why? I try not to. No, I'm not going to do it now. Well, no, I know, but well, you can, you can, the, you say F. I have. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, a, sometimes a situation requires that kind of expression. No, you, you today in a text message to me, use the term <laughs> rats. I did. Like, like what right, is this? The 1950s. <laughs> you said rats today. I did, and when I drop things, my like automatic or something like happens. My automatic response is sugar, not any other s word. <laughs> sugar. I am a middle aged woman, Sylvie. Like, what do you want me to do? I'm trying to keep it clean for the kids, but sometimes I do swear. I know when Peggy said it yesterday, she's like, "When Dion swears, it's like when your mom swears." Gee, thank you, Peg. What did I know? I sound and so She's tough. the opposite. We're going to lose I, our license because of Peggy. She comes, she says things. And then she says to me, do you honestly think everything I'm saying is just a little bit dirty or naughty? I'm like, yes. I just <laughs> assume that it is. Of course. Of That's course. why it's perfect. But no, the, the paper thin baseball pants, inappropriate. And and I love how they're like, oh, they're parading out. This is supposed to be more breathable, whatever. All right. Call it what it is, you guys. You made them cheap. 
they made them cheap. Of course. Like that's what of, it is. Think about all the companies out there now who are doing like all the athletic wear stuff. Yes. You know, yes. like whether Lululemon was the first or they were the ones who like perfected them originally and now all the different companies who's oh taken what lululemon does and they do them less expensive and they do mm-hmm. them maybe better or whatever i'm a vori mm-hmm. guy that's what i, I love wear all the time yes mm-hmm. um and, and and all these places breathable comfortable they don't <laughs> show my dong you know not I'm, I'm not saying like you would even notice if i was wearing baseball pants but but the facts remain you don't you don't see that sort of stuff there no. baseball here like all all they had to do was follow a blueprint of what's been done by all these different manufacturers yes yes and, and they couldn't get it right that's insane. They've been making baseball pants for hundreds of years. Like, what are we doing? What are we doing? Why, how are we screwing it up now? That's this this just uh, just goes to show that Major League Baseball or Fanatics came in and was willing to undercut all the other bidders. But this is the results you get, right? They told baseball we can do it for a much you know less expensive price for you guys. And now they're seeing you, the question is how long will they go before they actually admit they made a mis- mistake because that's been one thing that Rob Manfred has never been willing to do. And so will they actually admit and and change the oh, pants? He, he's going to no no no. Manfred's uh, going to totally blame who's their CEO? Isn't it Michael Rubin is that his yes. name? He's always like uh he's a great follow on Instagram. He's always hanging around Tom Brady. He's always like throwing a white party. He throws these white parties in the Hamptons. Like Kim Kardashian's usually there. A bunch of NBA players uh-huh. are usually there. He's usually hanging out with a who's who. Very successful guy. You know, you buy jerseys on Fanatics and everything like that. Yes. I don't know how he built that company and he couldn't get the actual jerseys correct. But why is this a Fanatics issue? This is a Nike issue. Fanatics is just the one that's producing it. They're just doing what Nike tells them. This is a classic "don't shoot the messenger" situation. Explain that to me, Tyler. How so? I'm how many layers are there in making a uniform? So (laughs) Nike is the one. This is the first year Nike has like truly overtaken. What What's been happening in the past is that Nike had a supply of old majestic jerseys. And they would just stitch a Nike logo on them. So what you've been seeing on the field the last couple of years in baseball have been majestic uniforms just with a Nike swoosh stitched on them to make it seem like they're from Nike. This is the first iteration of Nike uniforms. And this is Nike cheaping out. I don't think this is Fanatics cheaping out. Oh, wow. Okay. So we've been duped. Now, here's what I will say about Nike, though, that I've also noticed that the shoes aren't made as well as they used to be made either. Oh, really? At least, at least the ones that I've had. Yeah. No, I don't run in Nikes. I don't. I don't run in Nikes. I just wear them for fashion. They don't support my foot enough. That's more than you needed to know. But I'm just saying. I'm just saying. (laughs) Interesting. I I just feel like the shoes aren't made the quality that they once were. Okay. So maybe this is an issue across the board. I the, When baseball will make a change is when somebody slides into third and those pants like rip right away. 
that's what's going to happen right away right away right away yeah i like how meller went right into to denial mode but the the fun <laughs> i don't like you've worked with meller for a while like you yeah. guys have done lots of football shows together you guys do television together i don't know the one thing i wanted to bring up about like how you're very prudish about your words meller leans into this stuff big time about like uh, seeing this stuff but if you bring up any sort of bathroom talk he turns into you really yes yes if you go to potty talk no he will not have it it's very weird. Well, I, I like support to stay that. Out of gutter, so sue me. <laughs> same, same, Meller. Same. The bathroom Some of gutter. us have standards, Sylvia. I don't yeah. know what to tell you. <laughs> sure. Yeah, not you, not you. Looking at see-through baseball pants, but there is a line, right? <laughs> All right. So uh, I want to play you some of the 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 field stuff. I'm having a computer issue too at home, so I, I you guys are going to have to guide me through this. Um, there was some good stuff today said all over the board let let's get to the stuff said on this network first and then was it breer who said the other thing too meller yeah breer was uh with cap and jay hood earlier today all right so first play me what was said on get up so this was with graziano and mike tannenbaum tannenbaum's a former general manager with the jets former general manager with the dolphins um and they both believe that something uh, could be uh, could happen sooner rather than later, uh, and, and during combine week, one was said. I believe one one bite was from Get Up, and then another bite then was said later on on Greeny's radio show here. So play me first what was said on Get Up with context. We still don't know on Justin Fields. Like we have to, we haven't seen him flourish. We know what we know. We've seen flashes, but we've also seen you know some some of the issues that he's had. So he needs to develop further. But what he does do is make you scarier. And you're playing in a division if you're the Pittsburgh Steelers, where every single team had a winning record and three of them made the playoffs. You need a higher ceiling offense in order to compete and, and get where you want to go. And I don't think Kenny Pickett is is scaring defenses. I don't, think, I don't think he makes you hard to play against. And Justin Fields would. Even if you wanted to build the run game, right, around Najee Harris and Jalen Warren, like, that changes if you put someone with Justin Fields' running ability at quarterback. That makes it a lot, a lot harder to play. So I think Terry Bradshaw is not thinking as big as the Steelers need to be thinking at the quarterback position. Greedy, there's a massive sense of urgency. If I'm the Pittsburgh Steelers, I'm probably already talking to Ryan Poles and the Chicago Bears because I know Atlanta – very likely is in this as well. And if I'm Pittsburgh, I got to get Kirk Cousins. I have to either get Justin Fields or probably trade up from the eighth pick. So those conversations are happening right now. When we get to Indy next week, these deals will be finalized. And when you deal with the complexities of the salary cap, a cash budget, draft choices, those conversations take weeks and weeks and weeks. So I'm sure they're happening right now. And I think Justin Fields will be traded by next week. What do you think, Dion? Does that change your opinion on what you may be covering when you go down for Ryan Poles' press conference? Uh, maybe, maybe. I, I mean, I, I was pretty, like, confident that we wouldn't hear anything, but, he, you know, next week. But hearing this, it makes me feel a little bit more like that it could be a possibility if they find the right fit. Um, I, I just don't know. Are those Have those conversations been going on for to trade him to, like, to the Steelers? I just felt like there weren't a ton of – teams out there that were in need of a quarterback it felt like the list was kind of short right it was pittsburgh and atlanta so i i would be surprised 
but I feel like it it feels more realistic hearing them say it that way. Look, where there's smoke, it, 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 like I get it that it, it, Justin has 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 grown tired of this. I would grow tired of it too. I've grown tired of it just following it. I've grown tired of mm-hmm. the arguing amongst Bears fans. You said that that same thing. Like like I just want like the the Bears to to move in the direction where everybody is is really pulling on the same end of the rope. Um, it's been interesting for sure, but like the the same arguments have been made for weeks and weeks and weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, but but where he unfollows the Bears and he he is following Atlanta Falcons, like that's smoke, right? You know what I mean? And that usually yeah, means there's yeah. fire there. Like he knows they're talking to Atlanta, and I'm sure he knows they're talking to Pittsburgh. Those are the two teams that those guys right. are, are are discussing. Here's one more on those two teams. This is from later in the day too, when. The, uh, that group convened on the radio on Greeny. I would always take a bird in the hand versus two in the bush. And if you look at the way Chicago operated last year, that's exactly what they did. Yeah. They took a really strong deal, including DJ Moore at Indy. So to me, like, if you look at their sort of like front office DNA, if, if there is such a thing, I would think like if they find a deal, they're going to take it. And I think there's another part just to give you like a sense of what your thought process is, which is you have a responsibility to do what's best for the Bears, but there is a part of it, 15, 20%, that you want to look Justin Fields in the eye and say, hey, we want to do right by you as yeah. well, and we want you to get to Team X as soon as possible so you can have the career that you hope and dream of. We're going to get value, and I don't think the extra 2% is worth waiting. And that's, that's an important point because like teams with new head coaches can open their offseason programs on April 1st like four weeks before the draft. If you're the Atlanta Falcons, you have the opportunity to get Justin Fields in your building that soon. Obviously, you want to get this hammered out long before the draft actually occurs. Good stuff there with Tenenbaum mm-hmm. and, 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 and um, Graziano. But I think it, it's interesting that Ryan Poles, I've, if he hears something he loves or really likes even, they're going to – I. I think they're going to make the move. Why hold out to think something is better down the road when, in fact, it could get much worse because Kirk Cousins and Baker Mayfield and some other guys are out there. And then the next thing you know, there's not a chair for Justin Fields to sit in. Like you set the market with Uh being the first quarterback off the board. I think it's important to, to not try to get the perfect deal, but to get a very good deal for the Bears and for Justin. It's interesting what what he was just talking about. Like you would you would think that they would look Justin in the eye and and, and let him know that they're going to move in a different direction. And you know when he unfollowed the Bears, I thought like many people that maybe that was the reason that they had ma- indicated to him uh, in that in that way. I think they respect him enough that they wouldn't drag him around and keep him just kind of floating out there in the unknown. I really I really do, and and I think it's important that that relationship that they have with him, that they maintain that even in this moment. That just seems to be who Ryan Poles is, certainly who Matt Eberflus claims to be, that they would give him some indication. And, and I think, too, if they get that good deal and, and they feel like they are, as you said, setting the bar, I think they have to make that move, don't they? Yeah. I, I, I just, even if they don't know, as you said, even if they don't know which quarterback they may take, just knowing they want a different quarterback. I wanted to get something out of, 
Shane Waldron yesterday, some indication, something, right? And man, he said a lot of words, but he didn't really tell us anything, right? So he he perfected that in his first press conference. In his first press conference, it was quite remarkable how he was able to spin everything to, I'm going to adapt to whoever they put under center. Don't don't tell me, Sylvie, that you didn't sit there and ask, like, who's my quarterback going to be? Like, that had to be most of of the conversation. Sure, but but you know, like, they waited so long for this, and I know they wanted to get the entire coaching staff um, done before they had to meet the media, but they had a game plan for this. And and the game plan was to say as little as possible. But Mm -hmm. the thing that I like about polls, and I think it's going to be interesting next Tuesday when he speaks, and he's supposed to join us on Tuesday as well, um, is he wasn't shy last year at the the Combine, whether it was talking to Cap and Jay Hood, whether it was talking to the general media, whether it was talking to Peter King. I wish... I was shocked last year as we were continuing to get to know him on how forthright he was about, hey, we're open for business, ready Mm -hmm. to make the pick. So while Shane Waldron didn't want to say anything about the quarterback, if they don't, if the the deal hasn't been made by Tuesday, how open he's going to be about what they're really doing at the combine. You know what I mean? Yeah, I had forgotten that how how he had said that that they were open for business. Like, but that's that was how he had presented it. I had forgotten that, and you're right. He was very transparent about that, and and I have felt that he's been pretty real with the media in the midst of all of this, Sylvie. Like, I mm-hmm. I've always felt that way, even though Matt Eberflus never is. <laughs> Obviously, Shane Waldron is it. I I've always felt that. Ryan Poles had a different kind of sincerity behind what he was saying. So I would I would think we'd get some indication. I just don't know that they – I don't know. I just – I didn't anticipate feeling like I'm changing my mind as I'm talking to you, but I kind of am now. Like hearing all of the what, – what people out in the league and, and who cover the league all the time are thinking and analyzing it, it feels like maybe maybe they will make this move by Monday or Tuesday. I, and I it just, would change the whole – I mean, it would change – the whole trajectory of everything that we've been talking about. And every time I look up, Sylvie, every time I look at ESPN or any sports network, all they're talking about is Justin Fields. Like everything, everything is about that. Sure. And they want to keep football focused. And that's the biggest story in football right now. All right, Meller, what do you got with Breer? What did Breer have to say? And where did he say it? So we, he was on with Cap and Jay Hood this morning. Oh. He had he got uh, kicked back because he couldn't get reception on Tuesday. So he joined them this morning, and so Hoodie pressed him and asked, you know, you mentioned you thought that the Bears ultimately would trade Fields. What about all these Instagram unfollows that Justin has done? Is this something that uh, Albert Breer can le- uh, read into? The thing about these unfollowings is like that's a deliberate act. <laughs> you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like so. It, it's not nothing, um, and I think we've seen over time it's almost never nothing, you know. Um, and I can understand where, like, if he was a little sick of talking about this or, you know, like wanted to just kind of shut down for a few weeks where he would do something like that. Um, but, I mean, Justin's also smart enough to know that's going to get a reaction, you know. So, I mean, how about just not looking at Instagram at all for a couple of weeks? How would that, you know, like, um, yes. so – I, you know, I, I hesitate to say it's nothing because it's almost never nothing. Um, and, yeah, I mean, I think, you know, the likelihood continues to be, uh, you know, in my mind at least, that he'll be traded. Um, you know, I, I think just in a very organic, natural way, the process of that has already begun with, you know, teams talking to, to, to Ryan Pohl's directors and his, and his coaches at the, 
at the um, at the Senior Bowl about Justin, and then you know more recently them meeting about uh, finalizing the plan at quarterback and and what that's going to mean going forward. And remember, this coming week at the combine, that's when you know the the ball really started rolling on trading the number one overall pick last year. So I'd expect that you know whatever the plan is, the execution of it really kind of gets going next week. Good stuff with Brewer. Usually, yeah. Uh, Usually Tuesdays at 835, and again, as Meller pointed out, he was pushed back uh, to today. So I was, yeah, I was running around all morning today, so I was not aware they was on this morning. Yeah, that's, um, I, I wanted to accept Fields what sounded like logical and understandable explanation, but Albert's right. Like, just don't go on Instagram. I mean, obviously, I, but I, I will admit this, Sylvie, I had to stop and think. I was like, do I follow ABC seven on Instagram? Like I, I didn't even know if I did. I do. And, and ESPN 1000, of course, but I, 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 I do. I, I, but I didn't even like, it wasn't in my algorithm. Like it, it's, you know, how you, you follow a bunch of people, but you see, tend to see the same people again and again, which is my number one thing I hate about social media. Um, but I, so I don't see it all the time, but I understand what he was saying too. every single bears tweet, every, Anything that mentions the Bears mentions him, Caleb Williams. What should they do? I mean, it's exhausting. It's exhausting. And the the thing that I res- resonated with me, and I think with you too, is it's time for it all to be done. Yes. So if that does happen next week while he's in Madrid or wherever he's going on vacation, then 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 it then it's done. Then he can f- have some clarity about where he's going, and the Bears will have clarity about what they're going to be doing. It was, can we uh, can we dig up uh, Dion's Instagram follows and find out who she doesn't follow on the ESPN oh, no. 1000 staff or ABC7 staff, Tyler? Can well, we, uh, that's so mean. Expose radio? Well, you brought it up. <laughs> I, I know, but I was just saying I follow my employers. That's good. Like the general the general accounts? Yes, and I think – oh, gosh, I don't know. I have no – I can't even say that I follow – all of my ABC seven teammates. I think I do. I'm pretty let, sure let, all let, of the ESPN thousand. Now, now don't and now don't rush in the break to start <laughs> following a bunch of people. Phone. All right, the Tyler, can you do that uh, to lead off? Maybe Aki's a list coming up. Sure. All right. Good. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> now I'm embarrassed. I hate you. I can't believe you said that. How long is this show? What's you going follow on? Follow a lot of people, Dion. <laughs> I how many, do. How many people does she follow? Take a guess. Six hundred. No more. Way, way more, more than six hundred. More. A, a thousand. She follows twenty one hundred. Wow. That took some no work. One, no wonder I don't get everything that people post. Like, good lord, Dion. Well, wait a minute. Now, if you don't much. follow someone after following twenty one hundred, that is a big snub. Mm-hmm. Right, it sure is. Apparently, I'm taking everybody, so I don't know why I wouldn't follow. <laughs> better be coming back, Mallory. <laughs> All right, coming up next, we will we oh will get God. to the bottom of Dion Miller's uh, uh, <laughs> Instagram, and or maybe not because it's tough maybe to get, get through 2,100 people. Um, <laughs> and then Aki's A list is is coming up, and then somehow on on uh, on Sportsmanlike today. Uh, I and my kids got called out today. <gasps> yes. Can what? you believe it? I thought kids were off limits. I did too. The, n- no wonder the show's called Unsportsmanlike. <laughs> so we got to get to all of that uh, coming up. What to watch for as well. We had baseball today. We have some football. 
It's Friday. You've made it to the weekend. It's Waddle and Sylvie. Dion in for Waddle. It's time for Aki's A-List. From the mind of the man who understands the four P's of Waddle's world. Aki's A-List. A-list. The top questions and topics floating around in Tyler Aki's mind. Are these really the questions that I was called here to answer? Aki's A-List on ESPN Chicago. All right, Tyler, Friday edition. What kind of questions do you have for us today? All right, I did do a little digging. Oh. And I've gone through some of who Dion Miller does and does not follow. Who are the snubs? Yeah, who's getting snubbed? <laughs> Someone who is usually sitting in Dion's chair is not on the follow list from Dion Miller. Is, is Waddle not being I don't followed? Tom Waddle, Waddle has not gotten the follow from Dion Miller, exclusive club. Well, that's going to happen. <laughs> Now, wow. is, it, is it because Waddle doesn't post? Is does How often does Waddle post on the gram? I don't think very frequently. That's probably why. He always says I've he doesn't run his Instagram. Stuff before. He, he has I, people who do I, that? I think his wife does it, right? Or his daughter. Or his daughters, yes. yeah. Yes. One of, yeah. Or, so, uh, or Travis. Does Travis post for him on Instagram? <laughs> Our friend Travis people. Wacker up in marketing? Yeah. Or Sonny. Or oh, Sonny. my gosh. Bailey. <laughs> so, yeah, Tom Waddle, not on the list. Wow. So I'll, I'll remedy that situation. Another one. No another teammate not on the list. Didn't oh, no. make the cut. Yurko. Oh. No love for the former football players. <laughs> you, you probably will not remedy that one, will you? I don't know. I didn't know that. I didn't know I didn't follow him. There was something. I, I feel now. I feel bad, Dion. There was something in Unhinged that I cannot even bring up on on the air. I can't even reference oh, what geez. it was about that I shared with my wife yesterday. I played it for her that she was appalled by from she Yurko. Was. Appalled. Oh, jeez. Appalled. Well, that feels right. <laughs> I can hardly listen to Unhinged. I've listened to like one or two, and then I'm like, I can't. I just can't do it. I love you guys, but I can't do it. But you can't do Unhinged. So there's a new Unhinged. unhinged. <laughs> take take a listen and find out. Try and guess, and then t- tweet me over the weekend and try to guess what my wife was appalled by that Yurko said over the weekend. So how many people do you follow on the gram, Sylvie? I don't know. Probably around 800, I would guess. That's all? I think that's on a Twitter, lot. On Twitter, I'm following almost 3,000 people. Wow. That's a, that's a lot to <laughs> scroll through the feed. That's, that's a lot. That's I don't too much get clutter at that point. Too, too much clutter. I, it's way too much. Eight, I know, 832. I know. 832 that feels people. manageable. Yeah, I, I feel like I'm selective, What's, but yeah, you know. I find it such a flex when you see like a celebrity of sorts have a million followers and they're following like two people. <laughs> such a flex. Who does Jay Billis? Like, doesn't listen, Jay Billis do that on? Uh, he he doesn't follow anybody, right? I think Jay Billis follows nobody on either Instagram. Doesn't Skip Bayless nobody. do the same thing, or Skip oh, Bayless really? like only follows the Cowboys or something like that? Wow. The Cowboys. And his throwing away of jerseys. 
I mean, I can't. I don't have. I don't follow him. I don't think I follow him. Please tell me. I Back don't. in the day, Skip was such a good guy, but now he's just really? such a caricature of himself. Yeah. Well, that's what he wants to be yeah, as a character. Yeah. And he's laughing all the way to the bank. Of course. All of the course. way. They pay him. To be that person. All right, go ahead. Speaking of laughing all the way to the bank, that is what the NFL is doing with this year's salary cap. In case you missed it, Mm. the NFL salary cap is rising over $30 million this year to a record $255 million per team. It was projected that the cap would be somewhere in the range of two hundred forty. million. To 245 million. Now we've done a lot of looking at some of the free agent lists and how it is a pretty talented crop of players that are going to be out there. But with the salary cap rising, are you expecting less movement in the NFL offseason? Because all these teams that maybe were going to be up against the cap all of a sudden have more money now to spend on some of their own free agents. Jeez. Gosh, that league is making so much money. I can so, handle it. So what, what, Meller, you're really good with this sort of stuff. With more room for every team and with the Bears having a lot of room to begin with, would this give the Bears even more of an advantage or would this give the Bears less of an advantage because now teams are, are given some buffer? I think it what it does is for the teams that really want to go big game hunting, it is a disadvantage because I think you're going to have to overspend even more. That hasn't mm. been Ryan Poles' M.O. And I do think what Tyler brought up, teams that have some issues cap-wise now have more flexibility available available to them, in particular teams like the Chiefs, who it looked like would have to make a decision between someone like Chris Jones and LeJarrius Sneed. Now it, they might have the flexibility to go ahead and do that. And also, you know, you might be reluctant to tag a player because of a big cap number. Well, now you might be more inclined to do so because you have this extra money that wasn't necessarily a guarantee a year ago when you were trying to plan. So I think it hurts the Bears a little bit. Um, but ultimately, you know, the fact that they've got so much room, if Ryan Poles wants to go out and, and add somebody, um, this just gives him also a little bit more flexibility as well. So if he sees someone he likes, I think it, it gives him, you know, the, the ability to go ahead and do so without really necessarily worrying about it, hindering him in future years. I think the notable thing of it all too, and one team that I think certainly comes to mind is the Cincinnati Bengals. And they obviously have the looming free agency with Mm -hmm. T. Higgins. And then what's further down the road is you have to re-up Jamar Chase. Obviously, they're going to pick Jamar Chase over T. Higgins. But now this is creating a little more wiggle room to go out there and bring back T. Higgins because we're not talking about the cap just going up, oh, like $2 million over what it was expected to do or $5 million. We're talking anywhere between 10 to $15 million over what the cap is. That's a salary of a pretty good player in the league at that point. Mm-hmm. Is this, is this a, a streaming bump? Is no, a lot of this is because the, they're kind of getting back on track from uh, COVID. COVID, yeah. Okay. So. Taylor Swift? Just I'm just kidding. Mm-hmm. No, that certainly helps. I mean, yeah. it has to help, yeah. 
Are are they in Australia now too? So is it like I actually I have a uh, Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey question in the A list. I'll do it right now. Oh, Why good, not? Good, good. Taylor Great. Swift and Travis Kelsey were spotted at the Sydney Zoo the other day. Uh, it was there was like a helicopter footage of them going about the zoo. Where does oh, the Lord. zoo rank on the power ranking of date spots? Oh, oh <laughs> really? Wait, the zoo? Oh, yes. Dion. <laughs> You've never Sorry. been, like, when you were single, you never went on a zoo date? No, I didn't. The zoo date's a I good date. It is? But why? Well, I guess but, if you're in Sydney, are, are, do you, what, do you like... think because it's smelly that it's not a good date? I don't know. It just, I, I am so out on Travis and Taylor, and I know I may be in the minority, but I'm just over it. I just I don't see that lasting forever. So I, I don't think, need to see them at the Sydney Zoo. I don't need to see Chopper Seven HD footage of them at a zoo. I just don't I, need it. But I think Tyler's asking, like in general, for a person, like growing up in Chicago, the Lincoln Park Zoo is a free zoo. Yes. It's in one of the most beautiful areas of the city. Mm-hmm. Like it's just a good place to go out for a stroll. It also, what do you want on a date? Especially with someone you don't know well. You want to create conversation. You don't want to sit in a movie where you're not having conversation. You want to, you want to go to a place that is creative and that will create conversation. And then you, True, go, for, you, you go for a picnic afterwards at the <laughs> lake in Lincoln Park. I think that's a creative, that's a creative date. Okay. I don't love the zoo. I don't know. Am I a terrible person? Probably. But I follow so many people on Instagram. I don't have time for the zoo. <laughs> it's true. Too much. Too, too much. Meller doesn't like the zoo because too many monkeys are throwing poo at you. I have literally never gone on a date to the zoo. No. Neither no. have I. Thank have you, you ever done like the now, zoo lights though? Yes. yes. With my children. I spent a lot of time in the zoo as a father, but never as a bachelor. I got to tell you, man. And I li- and I like the zoo going with my kids too. I I love the. Zoo. Did you take Allie on a zoo date? I don't believe we went on a zoo date, but I have been on zoo dates before. <laughs> you know, and, and, but, just but we, no, I but don't Al- want to do that. But Allie and I have been to the zoo many times and many different. We fed giraffes in the zoo with the kids. Uh, we have been course. to multiple city zoos as well. Yes. Not only in Chicago and the Brookfield Zoo and the Lincoln Park Zoo. We've been to the Phoenix Zoo. We have been to the Palm Springs Zoo. But with the children. Yes. Not for like a romantic stroll and then a picnic on the side of the zoo. We did look at the Brookfield Zoo as a place to get married, believe it or not. Oh, it's beautiful there. Don't get me wrong. And well landscaped. It's beautiful. The zoo is beautiful. I just don't find it as romantic for dating and or what, what, weddings what, what, or otherwise. What, okay, Meller, uh, Tyler. Dion, what is number one then on your power rankings for the best place to for a date? Well, I'm going to choose a baseball game. Okay, that's good. Like, I, I mean, pitch I, clock I or post pitch clock <laughs> for a first date? Pitch clock, please. If you're like, you know, I, I, yeah, but I wasn't, I wasn't single when we came to Chicago. We were already married, but r- going to Wrigley, like, that's like a. That's, that's great. a that's a very high up there date place for sure. 
Tyler, what about you? You're like, what are you now? A year and a half? Uh, a little over over a year year? now. Yeah, a little over a year. Um, I like going out like by the lake, but on the what's it called? Like the not the river walk, but like the equivalent of what's on the lake there, Lake Michigan. Um, I like going out there, (laughs) a little picnic out there. Yeah, ride bikes. Don't ride bikes. I I do like riding bikes there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Looking at a bicycle built for two or separate bikes. No, no tandem bikes. <laughs> separate <here. No>. bikes. <laughs> tandem You're bikes. You're dating. Yeah. Separate bikes. No, thank you. Mm-mm. Meller? Uh, I'm, I'm more of an out, outdoors person. So, like, if uh, I can go on a hike somewhere, I'm a big fan of doing that. You know, get out. Like, you know, the lake lakefront, obviously, you can have fun. You can do a picnic there, Sylvia, as well. So, yeah, um, yeah I think uh, I, I'm so, as a as a parent, I say stay out of the zoo because you're going to spend lots of days and evenings in the zoo when you have kids. And so, yeah, I, I don't advise doing the date in the zoo. We always liked the bowling date. Allie and I went on an early oh, bowling, bowling date. Fun. Bowling's mm-hmm. fun. Bowling's I think Waddle went on an early bowling date with Kara. Well, there you go. The, one of the other things that people are doing now is not bowling. It's, it's uh, top golf. They'll do like the top oh, golf. Oh, that's a good one. Yes, mm-hmm. I like that. It's kind of like the, the golf equivalent of bowling there. Mm-hmm. Um, we got the news today that Patrick Williams is done for the season. Were you excited to see Patrick Williams come back and look see what he looked like without Zach Levine? I wasn't. <laughs> yeah, I, was not, I was not getting moved by the the possibility of him oh. returning. It sucks that he's not returning, but it was not on my um, excitement meter list of, hey, I'm counting down the days of Patrick Williams returning. Let's see what he... The Bulls these days are so stale. They are like... Oh. They're like curdled milk. I mean, oh. yeah, like it, it's just time to throw it out, to pour it down the drain. Oh, they're just predictable. Like it's just predict. You, I just when they're like he's not quite ready to come back, and in your heart of hearts, you're like he's probably never coming back. That's what you always think with them. Like it's just, it's not. It, it's we went to cover the the practice. Before they play the Celtics, they're coming back from the All-Star game. And the most interesting part of the whole thing was dinners with DeMar. That was the most interesting thing. Is Not that, about was he talking game. about uh, mental health, too? Yes. And was it, it, w- and is it, it was worth really watching? good. I, I thought it was. Yeah. Now, I was, it was the Draymond Green is the first episode, and, and it was fascinating to me. I didn't realize how long ago they had filmed that. Like um, 2022, I yeah, read, right? I was shocked by that part. But the conversation is very much necessary. And you can tell that he was, they were both very vulnerable in it, which is rare for pro athletes to get that real about that stuff. And then even when DeMar talked about it, I felt like he was more open and confident in discussing his mental health than I feel like athletes typically are. Why so did I they think wait that so long, Dion, I don't know. to air that? I don't know. I don't know. But he said he watched that first episode in a room full of people. So it was like a premiere thing. Like it was something they worked towards. I'm not sure why, what took so long to turn it around or why they waited so long. I'm not sure. But anyway, that was more interesting than what they were doing on the floor for sure. I want to know, guys, too, why does every Bulls injury end up being much longer than they initially think. <laughs> right. it's, I mean, is it me or or does this, in fact, happen? Whether it's Derek, whether it's Lonzo, whether it's Patrick Williams. Like, initially, it's only supposed to be a few weeks. 
And then, in fact, it's always longer. And and the, the Luol Deng. Like yeah. Zach Levine. It, oh, my Zach gosh. Zach yeah. Levine. Like, Zach yeah. Levine was oh, – oh, he had a sore foot. And – Next thing you know, we don't see him again. I mean, it's, it's you're right. That does seem to happen a lot to them. Like they, no coincidence that it happens to the White Sox too. So interesting. I, I, that sounds the, like an I team investigation. Yeah, that let's is get Chuck Cowdy on on the no case. doubt. He'll get to the bottom of that. Have him investigate the stadium stuff too. Do I follow him on Instagram? I hope so. <laughs> does he have Instagram? Gosh, I hope so too. I would assume. But I'm not sure. He's got one of the best parking spots in the garage, though, by the way. That's uh, yes. And deservedly so. He's got places to be, Sylvie. Yes, he does. Can't be driving around Easy looking in for and parking. Out. <laughs> You're right. The I team investigates. <laughs> All right. Uh, anything more, Tyler? We are uh, we up against it here. Uh, yeah, let's take a break. We got what to watch for coming up. All right, what to watch for. Then at six, I want to play you uh, what, what Nuno uh, said about my kids today. And okay. me. He's blaming me for this. Um, and it's something that I've shared on the show. I just shared it yesterday, and they brought it back nationally. Um, 312-332-3776. What to watch for this weekend coming up next. ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. You're listening to Waddle and Sylvie. Watch us and join the chat. Follow ESPN 1000 Chicago on Twitch.tv or the Twitch app. Waddle and Sylvie get you set for your weekend viewing with What to Watch For. What to Watch For brought to you by Connie's Frozen Pizza. It's the weekend. Pop in one of those Connie's Frozen Pizzas. Sit back, relax, and just watch something. You're going to love it. And uh, that way you don't have to cook. Call or 10 right now. Uh, you win free pizza from Connie's Frozen Pizza. Dion, you know how to play. Uh, what are you watching for this weekend? Well, <clears throat> since I'm working at the Mighty 7, um, I am watching uh, Loyola host George Mason as they play for a seventh straight win. They've got it rolling now. In the, They've the, got in it rolling. The, in the A-10? Yeah, they're tied for first place, which is, like, think about the fact that last year they won four conference games, finished dead last, and now they're on the verge of their 20th win of the season. They've won six in a row. They are they could be alone in first place by the end of the weekend. They're tied with Richmond right now because George Mason just beat Dayton. So this is a big game for the Ramblers. So I'm watching that. Along with, can I admit my obsession show that I'm watching right now is of The course. Wire. The is Wire. What? The Wire. Oh, you're, I missed you're, it 20 years ago when it oh, came out. I missed fantastic. it. Completely. It's such a good show. I'm obsessed. You know, it's funny because it was probably uh, Meller was obsessed with it. And I, I forgot how many years ago I went back to it, maybe five or six. It wasn't that that long ago. Right. But it, it like it's good. Yeah, it's it's one of the best shows ever. Ever. Yes. And yes. the te- the technology is completely different in w- the way they use uh, to to track these criminals. But it's awesome. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. I'm flying through season two i'm obsessed with it yes it's really great wow the fact that you're uh plowing through season two is interesting because that's the one that a lot of people get upset about the docs. So. correct Glad yes but that. and i knew that and Glad i knew that that, that was like that yeah, yeah. um Meller, you gave this last week and i have reiterated this but i just i can't reiterate this enough so i i just have to go back to it um you if you're not watching on Apple TV, because I, I feel like every time I bring it up to friends, they still don't know about it. It's basically the last dance 
for the New England Patriots. It's called the Dynasty. Oh, yes. I've heard of it. And I think they're, like, they're, again, they're doing two episodes at a time. The first two dropped last week. Two more are now out. I believe there are four total. I haven't watched episodes three and four. I watched the first two. Meller gave this last week. One of the things that I loved about the first two, and it's they document on how Tom Brady became Tom Brady and how he took over for Drew Bledsoe, and they give you access to all of them, Belichick, Bledsoe, Brady. There's one guy who I hear speak that I've never really heard speak, and Meller, I don't know if this stood out to you too, but I, I think his name is, is it Ernie Adams? Is that his name? Yep. yep. Belichick's Ernie, best friend. Best yeah. friend. So Ernie Adams, if you followed the Patriots, is the guy behind the guy. Uh, Like Meller said, um, he has been like the guy who has advised Belichick behind the scenes. You've always heard his name, but you've never really seen him be interviewed. And he is interviewed in this series a lot, at least in the first two episodes. I found it fascinating. And he's way more dynamic and personable than Bill Belichick. Interesting. Yeah. And I also saw what Pete Schrager said today about it. He tweeted about it. Belichick in the early days um, of New England joked around with the media way more than he does here late. So what what changed? Yeah. That's what he wanted to know, too. So you're going to love it, Dion. Check it out. It's on Apple TV. I will. I will. What do you guys got? All right. uh, Keeping it in the sporting world, how about Sunday? We've got a legend being properly uh, taken care of at the UC on Sunday. I'm talking, of course, about Chris Chelios having his number retired when Patrick Kane will be returning in an opposing uniform for the first time playing at the UC for the Detroit Red Wings. And we expect to see Michael Jordan in the house for this, which will be interesting to say the least. So I will have my eye on that uh, game on Sunday as Shelly has his jersey retired. And then a couple of films out that are now streaming. If you missed it, Oppenheimer, it is available on Peacock. So anybody who didn't have a chance to see it in theaters, it's available if you have Peacock. And then uh, Priscilla, of course, uh, Priscilla Presley, her life chronicled. That film is available now on Max. So I'm going to be checking that one out over the wow. weekend. A lot. Some Did you see Oppenheimer, Sylvie? Did you I have watch not, it? No. Neither oh, have I. You guys have to check it out. Pack a lunch. Okay. It's worth it. <laughs> I know. It's intimidating, Tyler. I know. Bring it's it, intimidating. Bring, but here's the thing. You get to watch it at home now, so you don't have to pack a lunch. You just right. bring a snack from the kitchen. Sure. Sure. You can pause it, too, anytime you want. You can watch it in installments, like a series. What <laughs> yeah, you, that's um, what I would do. Yeah. What do you got? Tyler, what do you got? Uh, I will be like Dion locked in on some college basketball this weekend. Houston and Baylor are one of the early games, and then Alabama and Kentucky. And don't forget, there could be some stuff coming out of Australia, too. I'm not talking about uh, Kelsey and uh, Taylor. I'm talking about that Noble Tour. I heard Greeny talking about it today. Mm. It starts It starts uh, this weekend, so you may hear some Scotty Pippen hate come out of Australia this week. Jeez. This weekend. Yeah, it's terrible what do we think about that it's terrible it's terrible it's terrible terrible. all right uh coming up next i i want to play some stuff um i guess they were going after me or at least nuno was on on sportsman like over something i said on the show yesterday because i took umbrage with something 
that Evan Cohn said about our quarterback, Justin Fields. I was actually defending Justin yesterday. I'll, wow. I'll give you the background on this. Yeah, I know. How about that, I Dion? need to hear this. <laughs> All right, so we'll, we'll give you the background on this coming up next.